What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Blunt Mag Tattoo Podcast. I'm your host, Louie, from Free Spirit Tattoo. And before we start the episode, just want to give a quick shout-out to our awesome sponsors at badmojo.com.au. It's a family-run merchandise business um, based in Australia. So if you're looking at doing a run of T-shirts, key rings, mugs, stubby holders, all that sort of stuff, head to badmojo.com.au and enter the code BLUNTMAG10. Uh, all lowercase, and they'll give you 10% off your first order. This episode, we're joined by Johnny Evans from Sydney. Uh, anyone that knows Johnny knows that he's super versatile, pretty much black belt tattooer in every single style. So we talk about that. We talk about his story um, and the mindset that's gotten him to where he is today as an artist as well as a tattooer. So let's get into it. Johnny Evans, thank you so much for joining us. Super stoked to have you, man. Thanks for having me, man. My pleasure, man. Unfortunately, joining us from another lockdown, hey? Yeah. Yeah, um, see how it goes, hey? Just keep playing it out. Yeah. Hopefully it's not as long as last time. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Bit of time to catch up on, like, designs and all that, anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, kind of, I use this time to hone in on all my different art forms that I've been doing, so it's kind of a bit of a blessing sometimes, like, but yeah kind of just take it every day yeah man well that's that's one thing that like straight away you know usually i ask people to sort of describe their you know describe their own style so i don't have to do it but with you it's a bit of a funny one and it's kind of definitely why i wanted to have you on is that um super versatile you know and if if, you know anyone's listened to this and and they don't know they don't know you just quickly before we get started what's your what's your instagram so they can sort of check you Um, out as we're talking and that my instagram is jevons underscore tattoo um yeah Check him out. Follow him straight away. Um, just so good, man. So thank you, man. Um, yeah, look, you know. So normally, when when we get people on here, we're we're generally getting people that are known for one sort of style. Yeah. Uh, with you, it's a little bit different because you kind of you specialize yeah. in I'd say what five six different things. You know, you got your yeah. Japanese calligraphy, um, your script and color realism, um, bit of everything. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. And top tier at pretty much everything. So thank you. I want to know how that came about. Um, you know, can you tell us a bit, bit about your story? Um, you know, were you always into art as a kid and, um, yeah, how did it all start? Yeah. So I've always been drawing, um, longest like, time I could think about when I was drawing, probably like 2000 and, um, yeah, ever since like, I don't know where I kind of got it from, but I've always just been doing something to do with art. Um, even when I was at school, art was my main thing. Even I started doing like graffiti as well from maybe when I was 12 years old, and then that started pushing a lot of my other art forms. Um, from that, I guess, when I started my apprenticeship, I did, I finished school and I was trying to get into like art schools because if obviously tattooing didn't go well, then I was going to be an architect. So yeah, I tried right. to do all that, um, did pretty shit, uh, like for an ATAR, couldn't get into uni, so I did a fine art diploma. And I was 17 at the time, so I had to fill the time in till I was 18 and be able to go for an apprenticeship. Um, but yeah, I did a fine art diploma at TAFE for about half a year and then got an opportunity to take a apprenticeship at Live Canvas in Crow's Nest. And pretty much as soon as I got that offer, dropped out of like TAFE, dropped all of that and put everything into doing my apprenticeship. So I was obviously a big risk um, as like growing up Asian, like Asian background. Um, yeah, it was obviously a bit of a risk and I had to kind of prove myself to my parents 
that this was gonna go somewhere. But yeah, I'm sure your parents weren't stoked, hey. Same nah, as mine. man, for sure. Um, yeah, probably, especially the fact that when you're doing your apprenticeship, you don't get paid, you don't do this. Like, there's a lot of risk to come that comes with it. Um, it's probably not what your parents yep. expected from you, and yep. it's probably not what they wanted from you as well. You know, obviously, yep. same as my parents, they probably grew up yeah, in yeah. a different different era, different country. You know, tattooers are, are criminals and tattooers yeah, yeah. are gangsters and this and that. So. Was there like, did you have to, I guess you, you said before, you almost had to prove it to them that this is yeah. legit? Um, I guess once I obviously yeah, proved myself as what I want to do in this industry and how I want to do it, and obviously not to get in the wrong kind of crowd or whatever, but yeah, I just always pushed my actual like tattooing. And um, I mean, when I was growing up like and doing like my apprenticeship, I always very open with my parents with it and like showing them like my friends or what I've done and like how the industry is like bringing them to the shop doing all that kind of stuff um and I guess it took a took a few years to like win them over with it but I guess once they figured out how committed I was and where I could take it and once I started traveling doing all that it was um I think for them a bit of an eye open of like that is like what I want to do and what I'm like passionate about um, so there was definitely a point where they were like, oh, fuck, all right, yeah, this is legit. Yeah, yeah, like, this sure, is like, the way. Even yeah, me, cool. like, getting my face tattoos and stuff, like, I was always, like, tentative about showing my mum. And then eventually I just started just getting them more and more without telling her. And I think she just, I guess, didn't really care anymore. Like, um, yeah, obviously my parents are, like, number one thing for me and always try to, like, thrive to, like, make them proud and obviously, yeah, just do everything I can to help them and... I don't know, show my appreciation for like what they've done for me as I grew up. Um, and I still try to do that, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing, obviously, as a title was to prove them wrong, you know, especially obviously with our, back, like our background, it's not, it's very taboo for us, but I, um, yeah, just grinded, did everything every day, proved myself, worked hard for it. Um, and yeah, I guess to get to where I am now, it, it shows them like like that I've made it kind of thing yeah well like that I think I've made it or where I want to take it yeah that's yeah well I think that's really cool because you know like you know for them obviously being probably first or second generation Australian mm -hmm. like tattooing in general is not necessarily what you'd what they'd probably consider as like a real job or like a yeah, yeah. you know respectable job kind of yeah, thing but sure. I think sort of the next generation's going on from here yeah. it's like this is one of the most pure forms of art that you yeah, can have, yeah, you know, and, and, and like tr true artistry, yeah. you know, and I think, I think our kids and, and our kids' kids, it's, it's getting to a point already where it's going to be like, man, like it, it is a respectable job yeah, and it's, for it's sure. a wonderful thing, you know, and I think that's And I guess you also so see cool. that within the industry now, like how many apprentices are popping up now. Like it's getting very, it's a very saturated industry now, but obviously it's to that point where say like myself I thrive myself within within our apprentices we have at our studio to like show them the right way and keep them in their lane and to be able to tell them how I did things and um, I guess to prove to them like that they can still do it but obviously yeah it's just keeping them understanding that that we are very lucky we're very lucky to do what we do and not to take it for granted and I try to like remind them every day like that this is such a cool job, cool industry, we're around cool people and it's, yeah, it's, we're so lucky to do what we do.
and I guess that's what also makes me proud to do what I do and to be able to like come into work every day and be so stoked to see what I can do you know like absolutely man yeah no it's funny because um I grew up in Lane Cove yeah, like yeah. right around the corner from from live canvas and you know yeah. I'd always go like you know as a, as a kid going to school and be like fuck that shop's so cool yeah, and like yeah. and then yeah we ended up like I ended up working in Crow's Nest and like yeah. meeting guys like like Blake Nibbles and yeah, yeah. and Juzzy and that sort of stuff and yeah. I was like fuck these so guys had, are just um, the coolest so I had a really good opportunity obviously with the versatile artist which I guess helps me or like helped create me to be who I am now obviously with Ronstagram like black and grey Don in Sydney um, Nibbles was just all around versatile I had another artist Fish who worked with us was just old school like coils like coils are nothing you know what I mean so I had a good upbringing of an apprenticeship where I got to know every part of the industry but per like what the, uh, each artist showed me um, so yeah I felt like I was very lucky in who I had to learn off um, and I guess that definitely influences who I became now yeah cool cool was it was it always I mean I guess you know looking at your Instagram and stuff yep. like that you know a lot of a lot of your stuff is color realism yeah I guess yep. you'd say um, was it was it always color realism or is that something nah, that you kind of it definitely yeah. only like my color realism only just picked up within the past year and now it's only because I started getting the opportunity to do colorism like color realism on clients um, when I first started it was actually more pushing doing like neo trad so I started doing all that and as I started tattooing I obviously did all the basic tattoos and that made me learn that those all those tattoos matter just as much as trying to do like a specific style um, yeah I just ended up with the guidance of obviously who I apprenticed under I got to understand and learn that every single tattoo matters in a sense 100%, and, like, 100%. and there was just one situation where I was an apprentice and I knocked back a walk-in because it was a tribal and I was like mm, nah and then obviously I got like the pull up of like obviously that's a client that's a tattoo a future client that's money whatever that's an opportunity and then since that day I um kind of backed myself to never um like deny any work which is why I guess it pushed me to this day to be able to understand every style I did so every client that will come in I just study it learn look what it is every time a new style would come in I would obviously spend a lot of time prior to that booking to make sure I did it to its full potential um, but yeah obviously that was with the guidance of everyone that was teaching me when I was at Live Canvas um, also I had like a couple other dudes I was doing an apprenticeship with so it was like Ileana who was Ron's partner um, uh, Jazzy Tattoo from 13 Feet and I had Feezy so also like four apprentices on at one time it was kind of like a push for me to prove myself. Man, good sense. fucking company, so, hey. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it was just like a good vibe, good place to be, good people. Like Everyone just like thrived for what they wanted to do. That's um, it. And now all of you are like heavyweights in the industry as yeah, far as yeah, I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, that, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's funny how you, how you talk about, you know, every tattoo every tattoo matters, you know, someone that's, yep. I guess yep. for me, you know, like talking to someone like you, in my eyes, you're definitely someone that's obviously been around a lot, um, yep. been in the industry a long time, and, yep. Yep. and to hear that every tattoo does matter, even still. Yeah, I think with social media, you see a lot of artists where you, if you click to that style, you want to push that style. But I think when you're doing your apprenticeship, um, you need to understand and learn why you do all those tattoos and all those basics like 
I wouldn't be able to pull fine line if I never did all those fine line scripts as an yeah. apprentice and walk-ins where that now translates into me doing all like my miniature like sticker stuff or like all the basics and all that kind of like everything I did and learned during my apprenticeship and every work that I took on allowed me to understand how to apply that to my tattoos now yep so that's I guess why I'm pushing so hard now where I've just found a bit of a drive and push and I guess at the same time also like seeing like your tattoos come back healed and like with the experimenting and it's just all kind of clicked for me like in yeah. the past year so Man. and I'm just yeah Talking about heel tattoos, like I saw that one that you posted, that Hanya sticker kind of thing, and you're yeah, like, no, yeah. fuck, it, it's it's healed and it's dry yeah, yeah. and it's hairy, no yeah. fucking effects, no yeah, nothing. Yeah. This is how a tattoo just fucking yeah. looks, man. Yeah, and I, I, I thought that was so cool, you know. Thank you. I really like to back myself on uploading that kind of work sometimes and showing the true part of like tattooing, um, even if it's like say some parts are still shiny or like that's just how it is. And I also like to show people like that kind of work obviously doesn't always appeal to people because there's such a stigma on like say prior like people would think that color fades or you always have to get touched up or this and that but i try to apply it and execute it where i can prove it in the long run or you like say a year later upload it and be able to show how my work will look yeah so absolutely i really um back my work for not the photos when it's first done but to see how it looks in the future, you know what I mean? So absolutely, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know? Um, so this is kind of going back to going back to the whole versatility side of things. Um, do you find yeah. that you know because you're so like well versed in a whole bunch of different styles, pretty yeah. much every style as far yeah. as I'm concerned? Yeah. Do you find that it like in a way it's kind of you know hard to be known for one style, or is it, or is um, like no, nah, no, nah, it just exposes you to more audience and is. Just I've never good. really followed the trend of like having to be known for a certain thing i've just always like the way i got raised in the tattoo industry was just to do good tattoos like build good like communication with my clients build good like relationships with clients and um just have people walk away with a really good tattoo so that i guess made me become who i was with that kind of stuff like um with the specializing it just it's never really in, been in the back of my mind just because when I first started was it was just to do every single tattoo and I've yeah. always done that so and that's still what I'm doing now but it's a bit different now because all my art forms are starting to like come together and that's pushing my um like my creativity side of things because I've honed in on every style and not perfected it but I found a good understanding for and respect for each style and how it can work and what works you know but street shop level 1000 yeah for sure for <laughs> sure nah cool man that that's awesome and i noticed like you know like just super ballsy tattooing like um yep. watching like you do the mag drags with your script yeah yeah it's like fuck how do you even have the confidence to do that kind of thing and like yeah. super clean lines and all that you, you know how much is how much is graffiti like your graffiti background helped for i guess your script and all your tattooing in general um definitely like for like my color work it's push me a lot more and understanding like layers and being more confident about what works and what doesn't work and, like with graffiti you can experiment and also but get rid of it and go back over obviously with tattooing you only get one chance so like with graffiti it's hard because obviously I was doing more illegal stuff back in the prior day but 
now with like art form ways I'm starting to push more technical aspects of it instead of just like obviously like being a vandal or doing all that stuff but um yeah it's just changed quite a lot with like also taking away from my graffiti side and applying it to also painting and like doing acrylics and like I've always just done every sort of art form and whatever I did do I tried to execute and experiment it to the best I can and I learn what is right and wrong with it and like how I can apply it to certain things so but yeah yeah man no, that makes that makes perfect yeah, sense yeah. so wh- whereabouts did you grow up being like Western Sydney like yeah what's... always grew up in Penrith so I was actually born overseas in the Philippines moved okay. here when I was five um, lived in Westmead when I first moved here and then maybe when I was eight or so I moved out to Penrith and yeah. been a Penrith boy ever since yeah, cool. So even when I was working in Crow's Nest, I was training it into... Travelling from Penrith. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So I didn't even have my licence at that time, so... 7 o'clock, getting a train into Crow's Nest, being, the first, like, being in there, getting like all the apprentice stuff done, then also getting a train back at 8 o'clock, getting home at 9.30. I just, yeah, I just didn't really think about the whole travel part of it. It's just... Just what you had to do at the time. Exactly right, yeah. I knew what I had to do and yeah. I just did it, so... Yeah, no, I remember when I was trying to get my apprenticeship, I was just fucking just being a pest yeah, to like yeah. every single shop. And yeah. it took me like six months to get an apprenticeship. And I was lucky enough to sort of find one yeah. sort of close to my house. Yeah, but like, yeah. I was like, I don't give a shit, man. Like, I'm in Lane Cove, but if I need to go to Liverpool every day, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'll do yeah, that, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, when I first did my apprenticeship, I kind of thought to myself that the city had more range and more opportunity and like, more kind of exposure especially for clients so that's where I took that and understood that it's better for me to try for an apprenticeship out in the city more than it would be out west um, and plus yeah I don't know just the way the industry was back then I just didn't really want to get caught up in the wrong crowd or yeah yeah no, just, I yeah so yeah I just I was lucky enough to get that spot especially with the people that I was with and got to learn with that with those people but with like Blake Nibbles, I actually, um, when I was like 16, I was still in school, he had a shop in Mount Jewel and I used to go see him every single day and he, he was actually a big mentor for me and to like not give up kind of thing and yeah, um, they put a post up that Live Canvas was looking for an apprenticeship and then Nibbles was obviously there at that time and he was just like, yeah, vouch for me, took me in like the first day and then they just gave me the office straight away so obviously I just kept my connections and kept pushing and did everything. When I was at school, I'd like go straight to his shop after school, show him the new drawings I did and just, yeah, that definitely helped me have a guy. It's like this kid's keen. Yeah, Let's yeah, especially at like, especially at like 16, around. you know what I mean? Like, it's a hard thing to prove yourself at that age, obviously yeah. because it's just, not many probably in the tattoo industry, you wouldn't think that being at that age, you'd have the mental capacity to be able to like understand what comes with it. You know, but yeah, I was and like the willingness to to make the sacrifice yeah, that you need yeah, to exactly. And I guess the fact that you're you know you're happy to travel all that way yeah. it says something yeah, straight for away. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. So how old how old are you now? I just turned twenty six on the weekend. Fuck, you're young as. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, well, ha- happy birthday thank first you very of all. Much. Thank you. Yeah, fuck. Hopefully you got a little party in there before. Yeah, lockdown. yeah. No, it was really good. Yeah, I actually went up to Port Macquarie. I was meant to go to Melbourne. Um, during my birthday and like work down there for the first time but obviously that got cancelled so switched it up went up to Port Macquarie and did some work up there 
at um, Painted Horse Tattoo. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was cool because it was just, I've never been up there before and I don't really travel within the state to guess spot, like especially that far up the coast or whatever. I'll do like in the city or like interstate, but um, it was nice to just have like a nice local town where everyone was just very, it was just comfortable. You know, and um, yeah, just, just a different. Crew, yeah, it was like, a lot quieter, and everyone was just. I don't know. It was just a different um environment as to like being in the city where it's very uh, how do you say, congested and just you don't really get a break. So yeah, as far as clients go, like when you when you do guest spots, as far as like you know Port Macquarie, was yeah. that you know is that people seeking you out for for what you do, or is it kind of just like no one really knows me here. It's an opportunity yeah. for me to get my name out and I'll just um, take whatever. Oh, same thing with like the work I take on. I don't really say no to a lot of stuff. So when I do advertise, I don't really restrict myself on what I do take on. Every client will matter. So if I have to do like four little walk-ins in one day to fill my day up, I'm happy to do that. Because at the end of the day, that's just me exposing myself to more people in a different area. You know what I mean? 100%. So, um, I actually end up having a client drive from um, Sydney just because he couldn't like, book in normally. Yeah. So he took that opportunity to just try to get a booking. So it was cool, like with stuff like that, it shows, I guess, where I, I'm at at the moment with like my clients. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a bit different because obviously as I'm getting busier, getting a, a tight, like slightly more selective, um, but at the same time, obviously with my thought process, I don't want to knock people back. Yeah. But as I'm trying to push myself as an artist, I've got to kind of be a little bit more selective with like people who are willing to allow me to push the creativity, you know? Yeah. But I will obviously still do whatever work I need to do, take it on. But um, at the same time, I've got other artists that I work with who don't get that opportunity to get clients where people can respect me enough that they'll trust me to be like, okay, maybe you can like, suss this artist who will still be able to do a good job without having to wait for me for however long, you know what I mean? Unless that person personally wants me to get, like, to do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a constant battle of, like, still trying to please my clientele, but without... While advancing yourself exactly as well. Exactly right, yeah. But yeah. at the same time now, like, because I've built those relationships with a lot of my clients, because I've done those tattoos that obviously they wanted or their concept now i'm starting to get those people to let me do what i want to do which is pretty 100%, like, man. Yeah. And, and that's just building yeah. that client relationship with them so and they want to be on the journey with me as well so it's yeah it's crazy to see how it's progressing absolutely man and that's that's fucking awesome man i hope that if there's any sort of apprentices out there listening to this by any chance or if there's anyone sort of wanting to get into tattooing it's, you know, you just can't be precious at the start yeah, or, or yeah, ever really, yeah. you know, like you tattoo someone like a little memorial piece on someone or, you know, someone's name and then yeah. that person checks you out and yeah. then it turns into, oh fuck, actually, yeah. this guy also does this and this and this, yeah. plus he's a good enough dude, you know, yeah, we, had yeah. a, we had a good time having a chat and whatever, you know, I'm going to be going back to him and yeah. get some get some good sure. shit. Yeah, I felt like I was um very lucky at that time, having a good mentality and having like the guidance where I just slipped into that part, like last bit of the industry before social media kicked in and having those artists where it was still like coils, learning how to like build and break down machines, learning the 
client relationship, learning pretty much like even like the whole sterilization process. You have to do tubes, do every part of that. Where obviously now these days it's cartridges. Uh, it's it's a whole different way of like how I don't know really how to explain it, but it's just a complete different process for me. I feel now. And so, so you had to do all that stuff. You had yeah, to build yeah, machines. Yep, and, yep. Yeah, cool. Because I, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I, well, that was like, like I, I had um, um, Fishman, and he was pretty much the guy in the shop where it's like coils or nothing, you know, bold hole, yeah. everything like that. So I took in everything that I could from him where it was just still that old school mentality. And like I vouched for him like so much about how a lot of my tattoos now and how they hold in or the process of how I tattoo, like, he did like a cover up on my ribs with a like a panther and use a seven mag the whole time. You know what I mean? And mm. there was a reason for that, obviously. And like he made me understand why you do that. And say now, I like apply that to a lot of my tattoos, where it's just and that's just a way that they used to do it. You know? Well, that's it. Hey, like you know, you can do as much research as you want on your own. Um, but there's there's nothing like actually having a good mentor or yeah. or good mentors, yeah. you know. And you obviously had some some really good ones. Um, yeah, did you, definitely. Did you hit up the um, conventions when you were at Live Canvas? Um, when I first started Live Canvas, I did conventions for about for the first three years, I think. Um, first year was obviously an apprentice, and then following that, I um, did it as an artist. I did mostly just Sydney, uh, and then Rites of Passage when that came around. But I always used. Uh, the conventions to gain clients and I always try to do a lot of tattoos that were like showcase tattoos. Yep. Um, obviously in my mind I always wanted to like win an award or it was like that was that that was my drive to do a good tattoo to enter in competitions and like prove myself that I'm actually like worth something but I um I eventually did like all the conventions, did good tattoos, whatever, entered stuff and I never won anything but that was a bit of a letdown for me personally that eventually I stopped doing conventions because I was getting a bad mentality of that's the only reason why I was doing that, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and I'd do good tattoos or like collabs or whatever and everyone would say it's really good and like should have won or whatever, but it just never worked out for me. Well, then, so it, then was, it starts getting into the politics of why certain people exactly, won yeah, and all yeah, this and exactly. that. Exactly, and I, um, yeah, it just... I just got in a bad like headspace with that and I was trying to try too hard to just get that award or do that, you know what I mean? Or get that recognition. Like doing but certain things to appease the judges exactly, as opposed yeah. to sort of what you normally do. Yeah, yeah, where at the end of the day, like, the original like, reason why I was there was to gain clients and to showcase myself and what I do and to be able to interact with people as much as I could. And I also loved like conventions was the main part was just meeting artists. It was just, it eventually just turned into, I'd go there just to hang out and talk to people. And like, um, that's probably like, I think where I met you originally and like kind of ran into you. I think it was like around the conventions, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I just seen your face around and um, yeah, it was just meeting people like from conventions from other countries or whatever, like, and seeing how they did things and building like friendships everywhere. It was just, yeah, I like to, push myself out there to more end up being like a friendly artist and to be known in the industry as like friendly and put myself out there and like communicate with everyone and um, I guess that helps me to this day to be able to like 
do guest spots or if I see artists out, be able to talk to them and communicate or like, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, well, that's one of the things as well is that like pretty much everyone that I spoke to and I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing this podcast and they're like, oh, who have you got? And I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy, Johnny. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, you got Johnny. Like yeah. everyone everyone knows you, you know, you yeah, the, yeah. the king of Western Sydney. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I kind of also, yeah, I'll hear that kind of stuff a lot and like, I don't know, just me as a person, I just, I'll crumble when I hear that stuff, you know. I yeah. just, that's not something I... Not that I don't like, but it's not something that I strive to be able to like go out and everyone kind of knows me. It actually yeah, yeah. It actually pushed me a lot to kind of get into a shell and just do my thing, get to work, go home, do all that, just do what I need to do every day. As it got real hard, like say going out and people not knowing me more, it actually got a bit like overwhelming, you know? So yeah, like I'm not here to be a fucking celebrity, yeah, I'm yeah. just here to do good I'm tattoos. Just exactly and right, happy. but at the same time, look, as I'm doing better tattoos, more people know me, it's just constant cycle, but yeah. Even even like when you like hit me up to do a bit, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, cool, like, it's an interview, like, man, I'm, I'm happy to like talk about it. It's not something I guess I ever thought I'd be like doing, and to be able to get to a point where I'm kind of more respected enough to be able to talk about my career and where I'm at, especially like, I'm only 26, so I don't feel like... Yeah, young as fuck, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, it's like, what is I didn't know. I didn't know how old I thought you were. Yeah, I yeah. Just, for like, some, like, I'm 32, I thought you were older than me. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> another thing I guess that kind of shocks people when they find out how old I am, but like, I finished my apprenticeship when I was like, maybe 20, and then for the past six years I've just been like, smashing it and grinding it and going just chipping away in my own little lane i guess yeah yeah so you're pushing what eight to ten years of, of tattooing this, and this you're only 26 yeah this year's eight years yeah from nice. when i did my apprenticeship so i'm pretty stoked in my mindset that when i get to 10 years I'm, it's pride as a 30. yeah and i guess i'm trying to push to the younger artists that um yeah you can do it from being like real young you know and get to a point but at the same time like this is my eighth year tattooing and i only now feel like I'm getting somewhere of where I want to be, but even then yeah. I'm still trying to find where it goes, you know? So yeah. I'm only, yeah, just understanding where, how to apply tattoos, how like to like have tattoos heal good, why they heal good, like the processes. Um, my application was like a big thing for me for the past few years of like understanding how to apply color and doing all that. And I guess as it started getting better, I then started doing more of that color work and like un knowing that it's going to come back healed really good because it's a very touchy like subject of you can overwork shit really easily you know what I mean like and to have that stuff come back overworked or scarred or and not have it heal good is obviously like pretty disheartening um, but there was probably points where I'd do stuff overwork it but I had to do that to understand what not to do and yep. understand why it did that. Um, so every little process I take in, even if it's like a bad heel tattoo, I use that and learn from it and make myself understand like why or like what color it was or what needle I was using or what area it was or was I going too fast, too slow, did I overlay it, you know? There's every little component to do with like my tattooing, I hone in on and I think about it and understand it and learn from it. But yeah. really like nerding out about it and that, yeah, that's yeah. what's obviously you know made you so successful yeah. and I think like I, like I keep saying like young people or like not young people apprentices and people that are new to the industry like 
really need to just fucking listen to that and yeah. that's that's what makes someone the next level and it's yeah. not about taking your photo for Instagram yeah, yeah. and it looks cool it's yeah. about how it looks in a year's time yeah. two years time five years time and yeah, yeah. To, hear, to hear someone like yourself like really sort of hone in on that yeah. and get into the craft yeah. and why why shit is the way it is that's just yeah. gold man I wish I had I wish I could listen to an interview yeah. like this as I was just starting you know yeah it's, yeah um, like really good perspective for, for people starting out I've just always been really understanding like say with my apprenticeship always like have magazines always be like doing things to do with tattooing like even now if I've got a Jap piece that I've got coming up I'll go home that night and watch like seminars or videos or cultural videos look at my references look at other artists I'll spend like three hours just doing that little research and be able to understand why it's meant to be that way you know what I mean and even then talking to other artists and still putting myself there and be like hey like how do I do this or what's the idea of this and I always keep myself open-minded about what I need to do with my, my tattooing um, but with every style I always give like a hundred percent to it no matter what I'm doing even like if I'm doing my black and grays like even like I've been I guess spotted at Kailua Ron studio and watching all those black and gray dudes and how they do their black and gray was like eye-opening made me then question how I did things you know what I mean and yeah and then trying to apply that to how I do my work and understand maybe why I do my black and gray the way I do or why I shouldn't do it and and that's I think why I've been doing a lot of guest spots lately to open my eyes up more of like always learning always learning all the time and yeah every every tattoo is a is a lesson to me like however I'm doing it I, I kind of have a bit of a blank mind state of like how I get into a tattoo like most of the time if people are asking me and they'll come in and be like oh how could you do that and I'm like I don't know I'm just winging it as I go and like figuring it out and letting my mind and my like what knowledge I have to be able to like push whatever I'm doing in that tattoo and like to be able to like complete that tattoo and yeah it's just I've it's hard to explain how my mindset is with like my process but it's very um it's very blank going into tattooing like in every piece but yeah well all, all these little subconscious things that yeah, you built yeah. up in the last eight years you yeah. know just come into each tattoo and then every tattoo you get a bit more and yeah. a bit more and yeah. a little bit more in the arsenal even though you, you might not be able to you know like vocalize or quantify yeah. exactly yeah. what you're doing it's like yeah like i just yeah it's, I also, it's, all, yeah, it's all experience it's, um, and hard work it's also just doing things. I try, I don't really have a a barrier of like when I'm trying to experiment. If I want to try something, I'm just going to do it. You know. So yeah. I guess that's what um, helped me be able to like do a lot of the experimenting I've been doing lately. And also like watching a lot of artists on Instagram. I guess Instagram's such a big thing these days where you can either follow the trends of everything or you can look at things and understand and learn from how they, why they're doing things a certain way. Like me like doing my mag drag stuff I, there was an artist that I found Tamaka he does like mag drag lettering and stuff from overseas and that's what made me like look at how I can use that and I actually like bought flat mags on accident like with Cheyenne flat mags and I was like wondering like, what am I going to do with these and I was doing like um, old English and learned how to do old English with chisel markers and then figured out that these flat mags are pretty much the same concept and I had a client one day want to do like an old English le lettering, so I end up just like, like fuck, I I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I'll just like I'll like apply into it and like give it a go, and it ended up working out for me. And 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, where where are you working these days? Um, I'm at Gorilla Art Society in Penrith. So. Yeah, and, and that's just a new shop, hey. Yeah, yeah. So it's under the company of um, Crossbones. So we've got oh, yeah. Crossbones Gallery. Um, we've got Gorilla Art, and then we also got Death and Glory in St Mary's, which where yeah, cool. um, Stingers used to be. So this place is more of a private studio. We sell aerosol like paints. We sell clothing, supplies. Um, we're all private artists in here, so we're all independent and. It's a, just a cool space of like where we can be a bit more free and really hone in on all our art. Um, yeah, and it's also, like a cool little creative hub. Yeah, yeah, everyone. it's pretty um, it's pretty full on in here. It's definitely um a nice kind of place to finally be in where I can just be an artist, you know, not just a tattooist, which I'm also trying to push more as instead of being an art, a tattooist, I'd like to eventually just be an artist in general, you know. Yeah, well, I noticed you do a lot of, um, like, I wanted to touch on this as well. You do, like, for a lot of different shops, um, yeah. you know, murals and, yeah, yeah. you know, the sort of, the mayonnaise kind of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, sort of, like that sort of awesome stuff, yeah. script. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's, like, how the fuck does someone that can do, like, realism, like, yeah. colour realism, also able to do, like, yeah. that sort of shit, both top tier, and that's, yeah. that fucking, makes me want to retire, man, like, yeah. fucking hell. Um, yeah, I guess I've just been getting the opportunities to do that stuff, and... I mean, to be able to do stuff within other tattoo shops and or like restaurants or whatever and I guess advertise that way, like I'll be silly not to take it on and try to like do certain things, but same thing, I'll just take it as it comes whenever I'm doing that kind of stuff and not really think about it too much. Like the, mo the like with the calligraphy stuff like I've been doing, it's more understanding what will work in the shop and what will kind of be an accent and a design that will like, um, I guess, make the shop look good without making that look like it's a piece on its own. So yep. I've got a lot of thought process when I'm doing that stuff that I try to suss out the shop and see different like shapes and curves and what will, what way it should all see it. And like, I don't know, it's, it's a little thing where, I don't know, it's hard within like studios these days, because obviously with mayonnaise, he's like pretty big inspiration for me. But at the same time, I'm still trying to do like, my thing with it. Yeah, but you got your own flavour uh, with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I guess that's where I'm still very open-minded with my work of that kind of stuff that I'm still understanding and learning and seeing where I can take that. But obviously, like, he is a, Mayo is like a massive influence to me, but at the same time, I don't want to just be... You're definitely not copying him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a, like, it's a hard little thing where just because he's so recognised with that kind of stuff and... I also, as an artist, want to be able to find my little lane with it, but it's such a small little market where it's hard to pull away from all that kind of stuff and still be respectable towards him as an artist that it's not like everything I'm doing is just going to be biting whatever he does, you know? So yep. I guess every piece of, like all the jobs I'm doing is a learning curve for me and seeing where I can take it and seeing how I can push it away from that part of the, like, the idea of what people think already is with that lettering because obviously there's not many people doing it within Australia so um, yeah no that's cool man and I think it's so cool that you know being invited to to do that for other tattoo shops yeah. must just be like such good validation yeah. in that they're you know they're appreciating you yeah. as an artist and it's like it's almost like when you tattoo another tattoo yeah, artist yeah. and there's like there's so much pressure there yeah, and it's sure. kind of like oh well thanks for recognizing you know yeah, what I do yeah. and and that sort of thing. So like same sort of thing, like you're putting your 
your stamp yeah. like all across Sydney, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, yeah. it's like it's free advertising, and it was cool. Like say, I did a little job at Little Tokyo a couple of weeks back, and one of my friends lives in the city. Went in there, and he's just like, "Oh, did Johnny do that?" And it's cool to finally like have someone recognize it for me, like as an artist yeah. doing that kind of work, you know? Like, yeah, um, yeah. It's crazy how like much it's kicked off a bit, and I've just been like riding away with it and taking every opportunity I can with it, and yeah, I just. Yeah, I appreciate, I guess, everyone that's let me do it. Um, it is a yep. very, very daunting thing, but, um, yeah, I'm just taking it as it comes. Yeah. No, I think, I think you know, if, like, and we'll probably have to wrap up soon because yeah, I yeah. think we've been just going for yeah, a bit, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm just like... Sorry don't if I've been babbling like on a bit. Like, nah, yeah. man, like, this is like... I think this this particular one is just more for my own satisfaction, yeah, man, yeah. just to actually have a chat with you as opposed yeah. to, like, doing an actual podcast because yeah. there's so much stuff, like... I want to talk about and I'm yeah, sure that yeah. like once I get off the call I'm like fuck I didn't ask you about this nah, didn't ask you about good, that you I'm know? probably like going on a bit too much about certain things nah, or man, repeating like, myself but not at all man not at all man I think that like one of the one of the cool things about about this chat that we've had is like you know I, I definitely think it can help help up and coming artists yeah. and you know really just highlight how, how hard you have worked and yeah. continue to work and that's why you're, you, you are where you are yeah. as an artist and as a tattooer and yeah you know you never stop learning yeah. you never stop striving to be better and yeah, yeah. fuck if, if we can get that message out to yeah, yeah. to all tattooers like but especially young artists and apprentices like yeah it's it's only a good thing for I do for also want to put out there if there is like other apprentices other artists or anyone like I'm always open to answer questions if anyone was asking me things on Instagram like I'm pretty like on board with like on my social media and people do want to like talk to me or ask me and how to do things or have any questions like I'm always happy to like answer anything or be able to talk to anyone and help anyone or guide or help them understand like how I do certain things. So yeah, just want to put that oh, in there too. Fucking legend, man. Yeah. Like giving back as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good for guy, sure. Johnny. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, all right, man. Well, before we wrap up, um, was there anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, any advice to apprentices or anything like that? Mm, ask questions. Always, always ask questions and always be curious. That's probably like my biggest thing is like me being curious is what's pushed me to get to where I am and asking questions has also got to me where I am. And also just, I guess, yeah, those are probably the two main things I'd say. Um, and yeah, studying, like study your art, figure out like how to do things and do your research. And I know it's a bit hard these days with like Instagram or social media where it's so easy now, but like put your iPad away for a day and draw a rose on a piece of paper or do things and like do layers and um, understand why and how things are meant to be drawn and like with shapes or I guess, I don't know, if it's easy for people to do it on the iPad, go ahead. But I think always remembering like, where our craft came from is a big thing, which is like why I put a lot of time and effort into, like some days I might be able to like do lettering on an iPad, but I might rather do my old English calligraphy stuff on a grid paper with a chisel marker, you know? Like, I just rather feel things and also, yeah. And also, when you're tattooing, I'd always, like, it's a big um, quote I say to like, a lot of my like, artist friends and whoever I'm, like, working with is um, to feel your tattoo and to, like, um, I don't know how to say it, like, tattoo with a purpose. I like, feel like a lot of people hold back a lot because they're too scared of, like, the end, pro, like, pro, uh, end, um, 
the end product, sorry. I feel like a lot of people are very tentative about things where it's, I mean, it's not for everyone, but I guess the way I tattoo is very intentional. Like, I don't really think, I just give it a crack. And yeah, obviously if it doesn't work out, it's a learning process. But yeah, definitely tattooing with intent and purpose is another big quote of mine. I also like to like allow my clients to understand what's happening within the sessions so that they know how things are done and the processes and like so they understand like if anything does happen with the tattoo it might be because of this or that or also like just to be able to make people broaden their knowledge of like tattoos. And if this yeah. is looking a bit funny that's because I'm doing it this way. And yeah 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 for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah and like I guess that also helps with eventually like if you're experimenting, experimenting with stuff they can't like they won't question it or be curious about it like they'll just have confidence in you and let you just do your thing you know no absolutely man um yeah look we'll we'll probably i've probably kept you for long enough yeah, so no, you're right, man. man i just want to say thank you so much again nah, um if you can me. just remind everyone again what your what your instagram handle is yeah uh, it's jevans underscore tattoo uh, j-e-v-a-n-s underscore tattoo yep, yep. follow him now fucking just so good <laughs> so you. good at thank every you. style man and um yeah um before we go what what are you how do people book with you can um, they book with you or what's the sort of situation yeah so i have a booking form online it's at jevonstattoo.com um you just fill an application form out um it was meant to open next week but with covid that we've like postponed it but um if you like follow my instagram i'll keep it all updated within my stories and it's got all my Q&As and everything that you need to understand and know on my website as well and also photos of my work. Awesome. Thank you so much again, nah, man. That right, is man. absolutely awesome. Thank you.